First time going into business, I failed. Second time going into business, I failed. Third time going into business, I pushed through. When you're building your company from the ground up, the odds are not in your favor. Over 90% of businesses fail, and they all fail for the same reason. If you're at that stage where you're still in the truck, and you're working your ass off, living paycheck to paycheck, and you feel like your business is gonna explode, this is what I would do. What's up, Joel? Jared. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. You caught me, I was distracted. <clears throat> I know, yeah. I was trying. <sighs> Dude, I honestly didn't let you have that one. I know, I got you, I always get you. I'm trying to play it off like you let me just sneak in and get the beginning of the podcast. Jared, you don't understand, I don't need to play it off that way, it is that way. No, you need to play it off because it's not that way. Uh, no, it doesn't even make any sense. Dude, you're not making any sense. I got the gimpy chair today. It's your choice, though. You well, gave yourself the gimpy chair. <laughs> I told Jared he should have gotten nice chairs. Jared got cheap chairs. You d I just, the second you said that, I thought of Djibouti dubs. <laughs> Again. <laughs> I just started laughing. If somebody's, if you guys are watching this and you want a good laugh and crude humor, slightly crude humor, it's not that, it's not that crude, doesn't offend you, just Google Djibouti or YouTube Djibouti dubs and watch the Bedazzled. Or the rhinestones, something like that. It's either bedazzled or rhinestones. I feel like I've seen the rhinestone one. It's now that you say that, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. We'll find out later after the podcast. It's hilarious. I'll show you after the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Dang. And you're gonna love it. I bet. Well, I think so. Well, I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I'll yeah. I'll pretend. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Just kidding. I had to think about that for a second. I'm I know, like, you're like. Is he always pretending? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your mind is like, holy crap, what is happening right now? Is my I'm life living, a lie? I'm right living now? in a lie? Oh, God. Dude, that's like the first time I saw The Matrix. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, it rocked you? My mind was blown. I dude. haven't seen The Matrix in a long time, but oh, I you watched should watch it, a it again. Lot. When did you, did you watch it recently? Yeah, my mind was not blown. <laughs> the, I've well, watched it like four or five times now. Yeah. But when I was, because it came out, I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. It I came was, out a long time ago. Yeah, I was still living at home. My, my dad and my brother are like, they love sci-fi. Mm. Probably, you probably do too. They yeah, sci-fi's cool. They love, What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> they love reading big books and like, yeah. they're used to all these concepts, right? Yeah. Me, I hated reading. Mm -hmm. I'd never listened to a single sci-fi anything. Mm -hmm. I'd never even thought about concepts like the Matrix, okay? Yeah, So sure. you can imagine my dad and my brother, they're super stoked about this movie. They've watched all the trailers. Mm, They're like, this yeah, is going to sure. be so sick. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about it. Not a single thing. Do you go to the theater to see it? We go into the theater oh, nice. and we sit down. And I was watching this movie and the whole time I was probably just wide-eyed. Yeah. Just like, what is even happening? Jaw right dropped. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the movie was over and I was like, I remember I looked over at my brother and I was like, that was, that's it? <laughs> I felt like I was in there for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Mind blown. He was probably so happy at that moment. He'd be like, you understand a little bit of what it's like to be mean right now. Yeah. And you're just like, dang. Yeah. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, yeah. I haven't watched that. It's one of those movies where I'm like, can I show that to my kids yet? I'm like, no, not yet. Oh, yeah, you can. Why not? Because it's got a bunch of, there's just, can you imagine Isaac after being like, after watching yeah, dude. them like, he'd be like, flip around. <laughs> no, he'd be asking me all these questions. He's like, so dad, remember in the Matrix when that guy shot that guy? Is that how people really look when they die? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, he gosh. would ask you a lot of questions. He would ask me a ton of questions. It's just, just like that. 
an absolute insane amount of questions. If, if I was that guy, could I do the things that he did? And also, are they stronger than you? Like, yes, Isaac, and no, you could not do that. Uh, or maybe, I guess so, bud. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. He's good people. <laughs> <laughs> he is good people. Yeah. <laughs> I missed him on the trails this morning. It's cool because it's like having ridden bikes with him on those trails so much. Yeah. Whenever we go in there, I just recall Isaac. And I'm like, I just have a very, I appreciate my son because I'm like, huh, that's really cool that we're on the trails and I just remember all these stories. So I told him that when he came home, made him feel good. Yeah. Did you yeah. tell him he's got to come next time? No. Dude, he seems like he could run. He could, he could probably, he probably could. He kept up with Ayla for a mile. He did a mile fine. Yeah. He wants to run. Does he? Yeah, he's just real slow because he's got short legs. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, he could ride his bike. Like short for his height? Or? No, just like, because, <clears throat> so it's like, I have to jog really, really slow. Yeah. To like, be at his like, almost max. Yeah. So it's just hard to run with him. Yeah. Um, For especially long distances. Yeah. He could honestly probably ride his bike with us, and we could run, and he could just ride his bike. Oh, yeah. Like, he would get ahead of us, but then he would... Yeah, so ne next time we go, we should we should bring him, not obviously in the middle of the morning, the middle of the night, uh -huh. but next time we do a daytime run, we should bring him, and then he can <clears> ride his bike. He'd probably get a kick out of that. Let's do it. I'm down. All right, boss, what are we getting into today? I don't remember, but first... Bam! Oh. I'm going to pull this out right in the beginning. If you haven't downloaded our playbook yet, nice. go grab it because it's freaking awesome. I put my whole brain into this. Not my whole brain, but, you know, a good portion yeah, of my brain. We don't want your whole brain in there, Jared. You wouldn't want to read it then. Uh -oh. um, a good portion of my... would be that much my, longer, though. A good portion... No. <laughs> be like another page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the playbook is now 90 pages. Yeah. So. I like the Matrix. I like, <laughs> I like Forrest Gump, and I eat a lot of butter. Uh. <laughs> anyway <laughs> thanks yeah i got your back <laughs> go download it uh links in the description down below if you're on youtube or if you're listening you can go to wealthyplumber.com slash playbook question about that in that playbook do you have access is your pricing calculator in there yeah somewhere in here there's a link to it there's a link to it what about like your sops and junk is that in there as well nope Mm, you gotta, gotcha. but when you go grab this playbook, mm -hmm. it's gonna we're gonna grab your email first of all. Mm -hmm. That's how we're gonna send you the link to the playbook. You're gonna get an email. It's probably gonna be in your junk. It's mail. probably gonna be in your junk or your spam. Mm -hmm. You're gonna go to your junk and your spam, mm -hmm. and you're gonna go. <clears throat> I know these guys, and this is not spam. Yeah, that's gonna help us out tremendously. Yeah, whenever we want to give you stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> or email you a bunch of times again, talking mm -hmm. you into other things. Mm -hmm. It'll help us get a hold of you. Like growing your plumbing business, having a better life, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. After you enter your email in, you can book a call with our team. 15-minute phone call to see if our coaching program is a good fit for you. If you own a plumbing business, just book a freaking call. Um, even if you're not a good fit, you get called by one of the people on our team and they walk you through next steps. If you're not quite ready for coaching, they get you pointed in the right direction. Make sure you got the playbook. They'll make sure you got all the resources you need. After you book that call, there's a link to join our Facebook group. If mm. you haven't joined our Facebook group, you can go to, I think you can just look up Wealthy Plumber on Facebook. Yeah, you'll find it. And it'll pop up. 
Yeah, and in there you can have access to a bunch of other freebies. Tons of freebies in our Facebook group. SOPs and your market versus margin calculator yep. and marketing checklist, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, last I checked, there was, what, 1,100 people in there? Yeah, so 1,100 like other people that are doing the same thing you're doing that you can ask questions to. Yeah. And I go in there and answer questions to yep. every now and then. Yep. If you tag me, I'll probably answer it quicker. Ooh, that's a little hack right there. So there you go. That's my sales pitch. <clears throat> good job, dude. That's pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, I saw you practicing in the mirror when I got here. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <clears throat> what are we talking about today? Um, oh, we're, okay. Well, I first forgot. off, there's a question that you wanted oh. to answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, before we get into what we're really talking about, there's a question. Prep them on what we're talking about while I find I, this question. Okay, so essentially today, we're going to talk about what to do when you're in the position in the business where you're, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck and you are just spent on your business and it's super difficult and you don't know how to get out of that spot. And so we're going to talk about like what to do to get out of that spot so you're not living paycheck to paycheck and your business can feel less out of your control. Right, Jared? Correct. Jared's just over there. He's caught in the he's <clears> caught <throat> in the Instagram. Phone. I was watching a good video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know. Let's so. put some parameters on it. Like let's make up a mm. a, a serious Let's make up a scenario that we have to get out of. So is it sort of like, okay, um, would it, the scenario we should get out of, should it be like you're just starting out or should it be like you can't get out of the truck or what? Maybe we could do both. Sure. Because they're kind of, yeah. So let's do that one first. So like you're just starting out and you're living paycheck to paycheck yep. and it's business is tough. It's keeping you up at night. Your brain just keeps spinning on it. Um, and so we're going to try to work out of that scenario um, yep. as fast as possible and avoiding as many mistakes as possible. Perfect. Nice. I didn't hear a word you said because I wasn't listening. It's okay. I'll probably remember what <clears throat> I just said, <clears throat> but it'll be good either way. I want to answer this question for this guy because I wanted to answer it in the comments, but it was way too long. And mm. I've gotten this question a lot. Mm. And so... Maybe if you're listening, you have this same question. This dude, I don't know how to pronounce his name because it's like Beverly Nozzle 2968. Hopefully I said that right. <clears throat> you just sounded good. Hey, if I didn't, I'm sorry. Um, when going to a job for a blockage, what are you supposed to say? It will be 850 to try and clear the blockage. Some blockages don't get cleared within two hours. Some are a lot more tricky and take more time. How can I still provide transparent fixed pricing and keep customers happy? Please help Jared. Mm. It was the please help Jared that got me. Oh, man. BTW. Just wiggled you your had, way right You had in your me heart. at please help Jared. <sighs> Even though you spelled my name wrong. It's okay. That's okay. Your name, yeah. There's a lot of Jared spellings out there. <clears throat> Dude, nobody, I've no, I've, I don't think I've ever had somebody spell it right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Flat rate, right? Mm -hmm. We should just include this in our conversation. Oh, yeah. When we get to the flat rate part. Yeah, so this guy, he's doing time and materials. How about that? He's doing time and materials. Mm -hmm. um, or he wants, or he is flat rate, but he doesn't know how to do a drain cleaning. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But or let's maybe, say... Or maybe he's actually more realistically, he's flat rate most of the time. Most of the time. Because that's what I hear is 80% um, flat rate, <clears throat> except for, you know... And these guys make no sense, okay? Because... Yeah. They will go do stuff hourly, and they'll do it at like $120 an hour, and they'll complain that the big shops are ripping everybody off. Mm. 
but then they hear what the big shops are charging for water heaters. Yeah. And then they just match their price. Yeah. It's like, if you think they're ripping people off, then why are you matching their price on water heaters? Yeah. What's like, come on. Yeah. Um, and so then they're making like 600 an hour on a water heater and they're like, this is sweet. I want to do water heaters because people are willing to pay a lot for it. It's like, that's the same thing with all of your services. Yeah. Yeah. What? Because to the customer, it's like one plumbing issue. It's just another plumbing issue. Like there's something wrong with the water in yeah. their house, whether it doesn't heat up is one thing, but sometimes they just don't drain. Like that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just as stoked for you to show up and offer incredible value for that <clears throat> problem, just like I am like my water doesn't get hot. Correct. Correct yeah. Mundo. Okay. What's our fake scenario? Okay. So, and what problem are we solving? So let's see. Um, Paint the picture. The guy started a plumbing business. Maybe he's four months in, right? And okay. he has kind of busy. He's sort of in this trans. He doesn't really know what he wants to do, right? So he's he came from the new construction background. Okay. And so he has some new construction connections. He might be finishing up like a new construction job. Okay. He thinks he wants to get into service, but okay. he also kind of wants to do everything. Okay. He wants to be a shop of all trades, essentially. Okay. Um, and he's doing time and materials. <clears throat> no, no. He's doing flat rate. Most of the time. Okay. And then time and materials some of the time. Okay. And also, when you ask, how is he calculating his flat rate, he says, I kind of wing it. Okay. Um, le- any leads is just through word of mouth and referrals. Okay. Um, he's paycheck to paycheck, barely making it. It's super stressful. He feels like there's tons of stuff he's thinking about. Uh, the first thing, he's trying to restructure his business too, put it under an S-corp for some reason, tax reasons. I don't really know what's going on there. Okay. Um, this is a lot of stuff. I know. This guy, there's things going on here, but the thing is, is it's frantic in his brain. Yep. And he's, you know, it's really hard. Yep. He's just not making very much money right now. Yep. And this guy would love to start making money and know what to think about, what to focus on. Tomorrow. Yeah, ideally. Okay. Okay, dang, poor guy. I feel bad for this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the situation that so many people are in. Yeah, he does have a van, um, and he does have tools. Okay. It's not a pickup truck or anything like that. Okay. Roger. Yeah. Roger Dodger. Okay, first thing I would do if I was this guy is I would pick one thing or the other. Sure. <laughs> I would pick... Um, <clears throat> I would pick to go to new construction or I would pick to go to service. Sure. But I wouldn't try and do both. Yeah. He's even considering commercial at this point. I would pick one or the other. Gotcha. One of the three. Mm. And then I would do that well. Mm. If you try to do all three, there's three different, three totally different business models. Mm. If I was going to try to, like, if you try to do all three, you're going to do all three poorly. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have a poorly ran business mm. and it's going to be so messy. And like one thing that people don't think about is you get economy of scale, mm. but only if you niche down. So like when you get to <clears throat> and by niche down, I mean, you're going to do commercial service, sure. residential service, residential oh, new construction or commercial new construction. Yeah, I right? see. <clears throat> um, like in residential service, when you get to three trucks, you can pull out of the field. And you can hammer your business then, right? Because now you have all this new time. Mm. If you were doing new construction, commercial service, residential service, you don't get like 
number one, it's going to take you a lot longer to get to three trucks because you're not focused on something. And then the second you get three trucks in your service section, then you're going to pull out of the field and the commercial and mm. or are the new construction and the commercial service are going to take up your time. Sure. And you're not going to be able to solely focus on one and put all your energy into mm. one thing, right? So anytime you can focus on just one thing, like in the beginning of business, you need to niche as far down as you possibly can. Sure. Just to, just, just to make it simple, right? Simple and to focus your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems <clears throat> like if you're trying to do, you know, if you're trying to do all three commercials, like commercial service, residential service, and new construction. Yeah. Like all those things are competing for your time. Yeah. And they're not the same thing. No. And you only have so much time. And they're totally different business models. Yeah. And I think maybe the misconception is they might have similar work. So, yeah. For the plumber doing them, it's very similar. Yeah. Right? Maybe slightly different customer interactions yeah. or very different depending. Yeah. But it's, and I think that's probably the trap, right? Because the association is, well, the work's the same, so the business is the same. Correct. So the model's the same. Yep. And I think that's right where the mistake happens. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so... It's a terrible mistake to get into. Yeah, and I think it's probably <clears throat> one of the biggest mistakes that, like, hold guys back for a long time. A long, long time. Yeah, like, we even... Yeah, because, I mean, we talked to... It um, held me back for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, tell, tell us about that. Like, when I started, we were doing... I, I wanted to get into like small commercial construction. That's what, that, like, that's when you started your first time. That's yep. what you, that was the gig you went in there. Yep. Because I knew that, mm. because I'd seen my, the company that I worked for, mm. I'd seen the smaller commercial construction jobs that we did, and they just seemed so easy. Gotcha. And I saw the dollar amounts, and they were pretty, like, they were big dollar amounts. Sure. Right? So you're like, oh, easy, tons of cash. Yeah. And then I saw the, like, the big jobs we did, and I saw the dollar amounts, and they were big dollar amounts, but it was a, they were way more complicated. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I could get in with these smaller contractors, I could do these smaller, you know, new construction commercial work, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Um, things like, like plumbing Starbucks or mm. remodels at the bakery department in the grocery store mm -hmm. or little things like that, right? Yeah, not like full military yeah. base things and everything. Yeah, or they're going in and remodeling an office, like a, a floor on a building. Even. Yeah, gotcha. Or a half a floor. They're yeah. going in and cutting in new control valves on yeah. on a in a building. I feel like in like big cities, guys are looking for that kind of thing. Like I've talked to a lot of guys in like New York. Yeah. And they're like, I just want to be responsible for like three new buildings. Yeah. That I just go and I just do my thing behind whoever else is doing the thing. And I have yeah. these giant buildings to do. Like that's their dream scenario. Yeah. I didn't really want to do that. <clears throat> I thought it'd be cool to just stick to the smaller stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess in the sense, I mean, it's like you're doing <clears throat> the same small job over and over and over and over and over again yep. in a really big building. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I thought that would be cool. And so when we started our business, it was like, okay, we started our business and I had a partner and he kind of thought the same thing. And he actually went down this road. He's still doing it to this day. And he, and he actually ended up in that smaller <clears throat> commercial job. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yep. Um, where was I going with that? You threw me off, dude. <laughs> it's your fault. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm um, just a victim over here. Yeah, you are. Jeez. Um, I mean, I'm sorry for you. So we started and it was like, okay, well, we can't just go out and get small commercial work. Like nobody knows who we are. True. We had no money. We bought access to get plans and be able to bid on stuff, but we had no idea how to bid stuff. And mm. we didn't have tools and we didn't have vehicles and 
We're like, we got to start somewhere. So at this point, you're already like comparing it to our original scenario we set up. If this guy is thinking down this road, like you're already like losing a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're already paying to play. Yeah. And you don't even know how to play. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. And so we recognized real quick, like, oh, okay, we got to start with something smaller so that we can just get some cash. Sure. Um, and so we started doing residential service work. Mm. Uh, well, how come? Just because we knew that if we went to a homeowner's house and did a small job over a day, then they would pay us relatively quickly and we would get mm. cash in the bank. Mm. So that's how okay. we kind of got okay. our foot in the door. We started just doing little work here and there, whatever we could get a hold of. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> we started getting into plumbing houses for you know homeowners that are building, other contractors that are building, started working with remodel contractors, got into some insurance work with insurance contractors. Um, and that's the insurance work is what really what like we shifted everything to. So we got some money in the bank, got our, our, you know, feet underneath us with the residential service. And then we totally abandoned it and kind of switched over to mm. the, you know, insurance jobs. Yeah. Did a ton of insurance What's jobs. What's an insurance job? What does that mean? It's like somebody's house burnt down or mm. a big chunk of their mm. house burnt okay. or flooded or, or whatever. Yeah. And the insurance company pays a contractor to go in and do the work. Gotcha. That, that kind of insurance. <clears throat> yeah. And it's freaking tough to make money with. You, How come? You because the insurance doesn't want to. They want to pay as little as possible. Gotcha. Right, and the contractor you're working with, like the way that I understood it at the time, the contractor, they have set amounts that the insurance company will pay for. Sure. So they know that hey, this item code they're only going to pay this much for, mm. and they need to get the plumbing fixed mm -hmm. and still make money, and be under this certain dollar amount. Yeah, so they have a lot of limiting <clears throat> factors on their their own profitability. They do. They have a ton of limiting factors, and so when you're when you're doing it, like they're careful to use the right item codes and stuff, and you have to be careful to word stuff the right way, mm. so that oh, you, interesting. so that you can make enough money on the jobs. Huh. But the reality is, like the margins are slim, dude. Even if you play the game right, even if you play the game right, the margins mm. are slim. What do you mean slim? They're like seven percent. Okay. 5%, if that, if you make any money on the job. Yeah, right? and I'm sure I'm sure that's like probably like a yearly margin because, no, it's probably like pretty average because I can't imagine you make much more than 5% any of those jobs, right? I mean, we, pro we probably maybe made 5 to 10% okay. working with insurance companies. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. And okay, that was gotcha. doing the work ourselves. That's the thing. Like back then we were such in the, we didn't know that like the business is supposed to pay the business owner mm. and then still make a profit. Yeah, so you were just... We were just living off profit. Yeah. Right? Gotcha. Oh, wow. We, which you <clears throat> so, and I both know so many guys, that's how they operate. Yeah, and we knew, like, we we knew that we couldn't hire anybody. Yeah. Because it, it wouldn't pencil. Yeah. Right? Because the second we hired somebody, there goes all the money. Yeah. So just getting, we're just pay, we're just taking on a bunch of risks to pay somebody to do work and not making anything off the top. <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. So from there, we... Um, I ended up quitting that business. Mm. <clears throat> the My business partner at the time, uh, Jason, he continued to do it, still does it to this day. Ended up getting into, actually went back to work for him for a little bit. It's kind of funny. Hmm. It just has like a W-2 employee. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and he got into doing, you know, we did some like weed grow operations. We mm -hmm. did some. 
Oh yeah, some back when shops. that was popping off. Yeah, we did some sh- uh, some bigger shops, um, Starbucks, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does quite a bit of that now. Yeah, yeah. But still, to this day, it's the same game for him. Yeah, he's got to right. work his butt off. He works his butt off every single day. Yeah, his, all day long. His personal take home is tied to probably the amount of work he does. Yeah, I mean, he makes he he makes a good living, like more than if he was to go work as a plumber. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but he's not he's not killing it, right? And he's working hard for it. Yeah. So, and uh, to me, that's cool. If you like that, like you really got to love that. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know why you would do it. Can he can he sell his business? You think? No. Because mm. it's just it's just his relationships, right, with yep. the contractors and the builders and yep. everything that, and the people who, yeah, gotcha. And if he left, the business wouldn't exist. Yeah. Right? So everything is stays with him. Yes. Which, you know, to anybody listening to this, if if your business falls under that category, then that's that's it's, a, it's worthless. It's yeah, it's a crappy place to be. If you can't leave your business and it still makes money, your business is worthless. Mm. And everybody should try to build a business that is worth something. Yeah, you're putting your heart and soul into this sucker. Yeah, you're putting your heart and your soul in it. But think about my old business partner, Jason. He's got kids, Mm -hmm. grandkids, wife, house, car Mm -hmm. payments, all that stuff. If he got hurt, what happens? If he he can't put input into his business, Mm -hmm. or if he falls on hard financial times, or if he wants to retire... What happens? Yeah. He can't. Yeah. And it's tough. Like, with like, it's like the world isn't going to stop for him to get healthy. No. So, like, everybody he's worked with is just going to get another plumber. <clears throat> and they might be like, hey, actually, this guy's cheaper than you were. So, we're just going <laughs> to stick with him or whatever they think. Like, it's yeah. not just like, oh, I'll just get back into it when I'm healed. Yeah. So, there's risk on that side, too. Yeah. Yep. Or you hire plumbers then and you don't make any money. Yeah. Until you're better. Right? Yeah poopy yeah don't want to be in that situation Mm -hmm. okay so definitely not so our guy here our little scenario that we painted with this guy who's not making any money Uh uh-huh let's say we effectively crossed off the commercial side for him yeah okay so then the second time i went into business i knew i didn't want to do any commercial work (laughs) i was like that is too much headache Mm. for not enough money no thank you Mm. um and i didn't even really want to do uh, residential new construction because yeah. I didn't want to deal with general contractors and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I mostly did, I did quite a bit of service, but I would turn down little jobs mm. like toilet flappers, that kind of stuff. I'd turn it all down and I would work, I would do remodels with remodel contractors. Mm-hmm. So we'd go in and remodel a whole house or remodel a bathroom. Or, what, are the, what are the margins on remodels? For the remodel contractor, uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, so the remodel contractor's got good margins. What does the plumber margins work out <clears throat> it's to? Te- it's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's a little better than new construction because it's more nuanced, right? And sure, yeah. Because So you think about a new construction contractor. He's just on a job and he needs plumbers to show up and put pipe in. Yeah. A, a remodel contractor, like mm. if he's a high-end remodeler, right, he's going in and, and they're hiring him because he's really good at like planning things out mm-hmm. and making the job run smooth and hitting deadlines right. and doing quality work. Right? right. And so he needs a plumber that can show up when he says he's going to show mm-hmm. up, can mm-hmm. do a good job installing stuff, make mm-hmm. sure it works well, that kind of stuff. So you get a little more money out of like a remodel contractor. Gotcha. 
but it still sucks. What would you say <clears> the <throat> typical margins for that plumber who's working with that? Re- like, do you remember what your margins were? <clears throat> they were tiny. I think you could do better. Yeah. But you got to remember the remodel contractor. Yes, he needs somebody to show up on time. Yes, he mm. needs somebody to do a good job. But at the end of the day, like, he's only bidding his projects so high. And if he can get a plumber in cheaper, that's mm. good enough, he'll do it. Right. Right. And he's probably kind of always looking for those opportunities as well. Always looking. Because he's he's oh, protecting his bottom line as well. <clears throat> he has to, right? Yeah. Oh, you're a plumber? I can make an extra two grand by hiring this guy, and he's going to be almost as good as Jared? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I'll hire him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so then yeah, so then <clears throat> your job is kind of... It kind of sucks, though, because like, does it, would that mean that your job is kind of like always at risk, but you don't even really know it? Kind of. I mean, you can go in there and always be the cheapest. Sure, yeah, I and, guess so. And never have that risk, but if you're trying to be the cheapest, it's a race to the bottom, and the race to the bottom is a race to barely keep the lights on and a race to be living yeah. paycheck to paycheck with your business, right? Yeah. So I think you I think you can make money in that area. It's just harder. Yeah. And you need to develop those good relationships. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's very susceptible to market swings, mm-hmm. right? What's what's the difference between like, like where does like custom homes fall into the mix? Customs homes, I think you could do okay with, but I don't. It they're gonna be tough. It's tough to scale. Mm, sure, to get to that point where hey, I have a custom home plumbing business and yeah. it's for sale. Yeah, it's still very reliant on you. I think you mm. could make decent money if you were in a place like Montana. Mm-hmm. building multi-million dollar homes yeah. <clears throat> where people cared about the quality that went into mm-hmm. it and you were really responsive to the to the contractors mm-hmm. and you worked with a good contractor or a few good contractors. Mm-hmm. But then again, susceptible to the market. Sure. Like rich people aren't dumb. Interest rates go up. They're going to wait a year to build right. their house. Right? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and then very hard to systemize mm-hmm. because every home is custom. Yeah, sure. And you would have to pay somebody to manage all your projects, mm. which means you would have to be able to charge enough to pay that person. And those people are hard to find. Mm. Sure. So <clears throat> that's why I like service. Mm. It's relatively simple work. It's easy to systemize. It's easy to train. Um, you can make a ton of money. The margins are super high. The majority, I shouldn't say the majority, there's a lot of customers out there. There's enough customers out there that care about quality of service mm-hmm. over dollar amount. Yeah, especially when we factor like the amount of customers that want that versus the amount of plumbing companies who actually effectively offer that. Yeah. Like it's, that's it's, the ratio that is important. And like, that's what we're like, that's the world we live in today. <laughs> a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to get in the residential service where there's so much competition. Yeah, they, yep, I but hear that a lot. When they say that, they're they're looking at every plumbing company out there. And every handyman. Every handyman. Yeah, you'll hear that a lot. Well, there's mm-hmm. like 10,000 handyman that'll go do that job yep. for way cheaper than I want to do it for. Yep. And that's right. There is. There's tons of plumbing companies out there that are going to do it cheaper than you want to do it for as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why you got to not compete on, on price. Yep. So if you go look at pretty much any market, you go look at, okay, how many people are actually like high priced competing on service? Mm -hmm. Number one, there's not very many. Mm -hmm. Like in my market, we're the only ones. 
Yeah. Right. In a lot of markets, huge markets, maybe there's four or five. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones making all the money. And you can go get a piece of that pie. Yeah, because they're because they're busy because there's more people that appreciate that service. Yeah, than there are, than there are plumbing companies who can actually deliver. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So there's people because like if you think about those big plumbing companies, it's not like there's enough of them to get to everybody same day that the next day isn't booked. Nope. And if that next day, if there's customers on that next day, there's potential opportunity for you to grab those customers and serve them today. Yep. And, and again, I'll add to that, like, just because your experiences is that you already get price rejection, like, at 150 bucks an hour, yep. doesn't mean that... You'll still get price rejection at 400 bucks an hour. Yeah. But you'll still get people who buy your stuff, too. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And then you'll really price yourself out of competing with all the handyman specifically. Yeah. The guys who are really doing it cheap. Yep. I have a house cleaner that comes and cleans our house, and... She, it's 250 bucks. She's here for four hours cleaning. Mm -hmm. And I told her, you need to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like 250 bucks an hour. You've got your car, you've got cleaning supplies, you've got your licensing, you've got insurance, I'm sure. You've got your gas expense. There's no way you're making enough, making 500 bucks a day. <clears throat> Uh, cleaning houses. Mm -hmm. And thing is, she's not cleaning two houses a day. She's only cleaning one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so she makes 250 bucks for four hours of work? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. She only cleans one house a day? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I said, you need to raise your prices. And she goes, well, I mean, I already get a little bit of pushback on how high I am right now. Mm. And I was like, you're still going to get the same pushback. Mm -hmm. You'll just get more houses willing to pay you more money. Right. Like you could charge five hundred bucks to do this cleaning. Mm -hmm. it's, this is so funny to me because it's the typical like charge double, work half, yeah. make the same, mm -hmm. right? And people don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Well, because it sounds like I mean, it sounds like <clears throat> get rich quick scheme or like voodoo magic. Like it just yeah. it just sounds too good to be true, right? Correct. Like it, it rings of like a scam. Yeah, but it's not. It's actually true. You can charge double and and then up your quality of service to go with it. Right. Up the way you look, mm -hmm. provide a better experience, mm -hmm. and you can make double and do less work. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. Higher margins. So that's where the residential service world puts you in, right? Mm -hmm. You can live in that same world. So for this fictional guy we're talking mm -hmm. about, <clears throat> let's see where he needs to choose residential service. Yeah. Like... That's what I would do. Yeah, so when he's taking his one day off per week that he sometimes gets, he's thinking right now, all right, I'm going to go for residential service. Yes. Screw it. I'm just going to lean into it. Made the decision. Yeah. I'm not going to do the other stuff anymore. So the next thing he needs to do is figure out, okay, real quick, if you're like in, like, how do you detach yourself from like, let's say the new construction world? It can be tough sometimes. Like you're probably, I mean, realistically, you're going to be in both worlds for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just because, especially if cash flow is tight, mm -hmm. right? If cash flow is an issue, you're going to have to stay in whatever other world you're in. Yeah, currently. Currently, just to keep some cash coming in. Even if the world you're in is part of your cash flow problem, right? Yeah. <clears throat> At least you can go, like if it's just you, especially you have the ability to just go bust out some work right, and make a paycheck at least, mm -hmm. right? It's kept you afloat this long. Mm -hmm. 
if it just keeps you afloat long enough to get this other thing going, then you'll be good. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So you stick with it, but really your focus is slowly scaling it back or just finishing that thing so that you can pivot over to this side. Yeah. So you go, you know, you start work, you start trying to get more service work and you go do your non-service work. But anytime you're doing non-service work and somebody calls for a service call, you say, sayonara, I got to go do this service call. Gotcha. Get some, and go bill that customer and get some money in the bank today. Yeah. Right? Um, even if your general contractor or whoever you're working for is going to get pissed, just know it's all right. I'm not going to be working for you for, yeah. for very much longer, right? Yeah. You have to prioritize the service work. It'll help you with your cash flow. It'll help you build up quality customers it will help you get better reviews, which will help you get better, you know, more work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can make that transition faster. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part is <clears throat> to just be like, I got to go take the service call. Yeah. And like enter into that conflict zone. Yep. Yeah. And I think it, the key is the keeping the end goal in mind. Like for our guy here, yeah. he's just realized that he has no future of selling his business or even just building a business of value, doing what he's doing now. Yep. So he's got to do something different. Yeah. So he's keeping that in mind. He's keeping the face of his wife in front of him being like, I never see you. We can never hang out because you're always working all the time. Yeah. You can build all of those other businesses. Mm -hmm. You can build successful businesses and sell them for lots of money. Yeah. Sure. It just is way harder and takes way longer. Yeah. Yeah. Because by the time you can actually say, hey, look, this doesn't run on me, you have a I would imagine you have a large operation. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. You're doing lots of millions. Yeah. In order to get millions from yeah. it. Versus service, multiples are way higher. Yeah. There's companies out looking for them. Mm-hmm. If you do it properly, you will get scooped up and bought out no problem. Mm-hmm. Or you just hold on to it, and it makes good cash. Right. Right. And it's relatively simple. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't require all of your energy or all of your time. Right. Right. So first thing I'd probably do is I would make sure I'm priced properly. I'd go get my playbook Mm. and I'd be like, dang, Jared's got a free hourly rate calculator in his playbook. I'm going to go use it. I'm going to download it. I'm going to watch the video. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm priced right. Okay. Go to wealthyplumber.com slash playbook. It's free. Like you got no reason to not at least go look at it. Go check it out. Read it. This the information in this playbook. The information in this playbook and the hourly rate calculator video is literally what made me millions of dollars. Literally. It's the only reason I'm sitting here today on yeah. this podcast, right? <clears throat> so it's all good info. And I've talked to multiple people that have just gotten the hourly rate calculator. And like I've called them for like a coaching call, like yeah. see if they want in. And then they say, no, it's fine. And I just got your calculator. Let's talk in a month. I call them back in a month. They're like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, and they just like, just because the tools are that good. Yeah. They're like, dude, I'm, just, I'm making so much more yeah, money. Yeah. I just like leaned into it. That we get so many comments and people messaging us of, dude, I've been listening to your podcast or I've been watching your social media and I'm doing the things that you say to do and I am making so much more money. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, which is cool because like, that's what we're trying to do here. Yes. So it works. So you have an opportunity to get free info. Yeah. Just do it, man. Just yeah. grab it. Yeah. Get, and implement it. Believe yeah. in it. Yeah. It works. <clears throat> People are doing it all over the world. It's rad. Um, this guy, I'm like, okay, got to get priced right. 
get priced right, figure out my hourly rate, um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to flat rate. Mm. I'm no longer gonna do hourly. And you're gonna be like full flat rate, right? No, I'm gonna be twenty kind of thing. I'm gonna be full flat rate. You know, lean into it and commit to it. Yep. So when you download the hourly rate calculator, it says here's what you need to charge an hour based on your expenses and desired profit margins. And I'm gonna go, okay, that's my hourly rate. So when I go to a house, when I'm I'm just a guy, so I'm gonna go with a notepad. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show up at this customer's house. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce myself. Hey, I'm Jared with Jared's Plumbing. I should be Joe's Plumbing. Yeah, well, hey, you, I'm you Jared. Should, you should probably have a better name than that. Too. I'm Jared. Yeah, have a better name than Joe's Plumbing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess that's a good point because if, when you when you name your plumbing business, it doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> So sure. you might as well pick a good name. What if like what like this guy's case, he's got the name Joe's Plumbing. He should, should he just roll with this or he should, should he change his name? Yeah. So just do a DBA, a doing um, business as with okay, whatever gotcha. state you're in. Yeah. And file as some other name. Real quick, because he's trying to figure out his tax life because yeah. he's doing twenty K per month and he's worried and he's trying yeah. to restructure everything. Yeah, just quit. Oh. Just <laughs> quit doing that. Don't worry <laughs> about that. If you got a sole prop, roll with it for now. If yeah. you got an LLC Roll with it for now. Yeah. If you're thinking about filing for S corp status, don't worry about it. Yeah. If your accountant's like, you need to do all this stuff, tell her that, I'll do that later. His accountant told him to do it. And I got a lawyer make, did. I got to make some money first. Mm. Like if if you're not making any money and you got to go and they want you to go set up a trust and a holding company. It's exactly what this guy LLCs is doing. S corps and it's like why you got nothing for no like <laughs> yeah. nobody's gonna take anything from you because yeah. you got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So. Yeah, don't do that. And it doesn't make your business like more legit. It doesn't help you make money. No, no customer is like, hold on, are you an S Corp? No. I only work with S Corps. No. Is there a trust involved? No. No customer cares. No. <laughs> they don't even know. Correct. Okay. <laughs> this is a big lesson. If it's not causing you issues at the moment, don't mess with it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is a big lesson. Hmm. You don't like... If you have a business license and you can legally go bill somebody money for doing plumbing work at their house, good enough. Mm. It's good enough for now. Mm-hmm. That'll be good enough for a long time. Mm. You Like, long, long time. You mm. can go... It, having an S-Corp or having an LLC and a sole proprietor, it's like the same amount of work. Right. In some states, the LLC might cost more. Sole proprietor might be free. In Alaska, they're both free. Mm. And it's just, it's like some clicks of a button on a computer on their website. So in that regard, like if you're already, if you haven't set it up yet, just grab an LLC and then you don't have to switch from sole prop to LLC. Yeah. But if you're already a sole prop, don't worry about switching to an LLC. Just roll with it for now. Yeah. And avoid all the crap your bookkeeper or your accountant is telling you. Yeah. Um, Dude, that's a that's a lot of stuff I was just thinking about in my head. Yeah, I could tell. I was like, <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> um, I just thinking about where this guy is, right? Um, yeah. We, we need to go back to the name. Yeah. Okay. The name is super important. Mm-hmm. Your logo and your brand is also very important. Mm-hmm. So you want to pick a name that people are going to remember that rolls off the tip of their tongue, that if they see it, they don't have to be like, wait, was it Joe or Jim? Or yeah. was it Jerry? Yeah. Or was it Janelle? Or, right. or 
Ah, oh, screw it. I'll just Google plumber. Yeah, I'll just Google plumber, right? When they see your van drive by with your name on it, you want them to go, oh, mm. and never forget it. Yeah. Um, that will help your marketing so much. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, thinking about your business doing well comes, it's going to come down to, are you getting the attention of the people who you want to do business with? Correct. And names like Joe's plumbing or something in son's plumbing. It's like, they don't know if you do residential service or if you do new construction yeah, or you just fit in with everybody else. They have no clue. Yeah. And they're, if they see it, they're never going to remember it. Yeah. So you, I, I think if you're in an area and you're going to grow your plumbing business in that area, mm. I would prefer to build a brand that is synonymous with the area that I'm in. Mm. Okay. So like in Fairbanks, Alaska, it's a gold mine town. Mm -hmm. Prospectors founded the town, right? Um, it's not an overused name. There's only one other business mm. that's named that. And so we named our company Prospector Plumbing and Heating. It fits right in with the community. Mm -hmm. And the second everybody sees it, they remember it. Right. They they can't forget it because it's just like, oh, it's Prospector. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just like that clothing store. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then you tie that with a good logo, like memorable colors. Right. So we're green and purple. Nobody had ever used green and purple in our town. Mm. You can see our trucks from miles away mm -hmm. and you know who it is. Um, and then you combine that with an avatar. So we have, we're prospector plumbing and heating and we have a big old prospector dude mm -hmm. who's our avatar. So now they see the name, they see the guy, they're like, oh, it's prospector. And it just helps it stick in their head a little more. Yeah. Okay. Super important. Now you could, in the beginning, the name costs you nothing, so you might as well pick a good name. Yep. The brand is going to cost you something to get the colors and the logo and all that stuff. If you have the money to sink into it, it's one of the best things you can do. Mm. If you don't have the money to sink into it, don't worry about it for now. Go on to 99designs, get a logo designed, quick and cheap and dirty, mm -hmm. and roll with it for now. Um, <clears throat> and then, let's see, you got your name. Hopefully you get a logo. If not, don't worry about it. You can rebrand later. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Probably the case for this guy where he'd be like working yeah. on the, you know, maybe he submitted a 99 designs to get a new thing. Yeah, he ain't got no money. Yep. So I would go, I would go get a 99 design logo. I probably wouldn't even worry about getting it on my van. Yeah. If you really wanted to, you could get some like door magnets or something and slap it on there. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, this poor guy, man, he's got a lot of work to do. He doesn't? Well, <laughs> but I think it's pretty common. Like It is, yeah. Like, this situation that I'm painting is, like, that's a real situation. Yeah, I mean, so now you got a name that people can remember, mm -hmm. which is good. So now you need to get more work. Mm -hmm. So I would get a Google My Business profile. I would get it verified. Mm. Um, I would probably, on 99designs, I would get somebody to build me a website real quick. Sure. Just so I could have a website. I'd have a one-page website. Mm. I wouldn't have different pages. I would have at the top, I would have my logo. I would have call now button. I would have the phone number listed that they can click and call. Mm. And then I would have a picture of myself smiling. Mm, and I yeah. would have a form that they can fill out that will send me an email and say, book now. And I yeah. get name, phone number, 
email, and address, mm. and then a comment section, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that, I would probably list out all my services. I would put the I would inlay the Google Map on my page mm-hmm. so that people can see where I'm at, and Google right. can say, "Oh, this business is this business, and this is where they're at, and all mm-hmm. that stuff." Um, and then I would call that good enough for now. Mm. And I put another call to action at the bottom. Mm. Give us a call. We'll help you out. Whatever. Yeah. World's call greatest plumbing yeah. company. Yeah, call to actions are important. <clears throat> at the very top, you want like as many call to actions as possible. Yeah, because that's you want when people go to when the people f- come to your website, you want them to take an action, which is to call you for the thing that they need fixed. Call you, fill mm. out your form, text message you, message you on Facebook. Mm-hmm message you on your GMB, like you want calls to actions everywhere. Right. Okay. So then I would, once I did that, I got my GMB, I got my website built. I would want to get on GLSA. I'd start running GLSA ads. Um, Typically they're pretty cheap, might not get you a ton of leads, but some leads are better than no leads. Yeah. And that's something that's not going to spend all your money and give you nothing. It's not going to spend tons of your money and get you nothing. You're likely going to get something out of it. Just not, it's not going to be super consistent yeah, all the gotcha. time. Uh, and, th- and then I would be extremely diligent about collecting reviews on my GMB. I would collect mm, as, as yeah, many reviews as I possibly dude, that's could. Huge. Yeah. Hands down. One of the best things you can do. It's one of those things that like the sooner you start, like future you is going to think past you or current you for yep. starting that that early. Yep. And on my GMB, I would have a picture of myself smiling. Mm. Happy go lucky. I would mm-hmm. cut my hair. I would trim my beard. Mm-hmm. I would brush my beard. Mm-hmm. I would brush my hair. I'd put on a nice shirt. Get all the sticks out, as I like to say. Yeah, get all the sticks out of it. And I would <laughs> get a real nice professional picture of me smiling with my van in the back or in a neighborhood with houses yeah. in the back or whatever. Yeah, those like those <clears throat> professional pictures like that, there's a lot of mileage you can get out of that. Oh, man. Like it'll cost you a couple hundred bucks or whatever, but like, dude, you'll use that yeah. thing forever. Yeah, even if like, you open up the back of your van and you're standing in front of that. And, you know, if you have a white van, that will help. <clears throat> It'll look less white. Yeah. And you stand there and you get all smiley mm-hmm. and you get some bokeh going in the background, which is just, I guess plumbers listen to this. I don't know what bokeh is. Blur in the background. You get some know. blurred background going, which you can artificially do in Canva. If you take this picture on your phone, you could pop it in Canva. Mm which costs you 12 bucks a month and you mm-hmm. could blur the background and mm-hmm. make it look a little warmer, add some warmer tones to it, right. which will make you look friendlier and nicer. Um, and it will, people will call you because you just look like a nice guy. Yeah. True. And then when 100%. they, and when they go look at the other plumbing companies and there's like some grungy dude holding up a bunch of roots <laughs> or vans parked on their yard or, right a big hole in somebody's yard or, you know, a toilet that's all broken or right. they're going to call you over that guy for sure. Or even like, oh, here's a picture of like a really nice heating system I just finished. <laughs> yeah. Like, th- yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, don't don't put that stuff on your GMB. Yeah, because people want to call on your a website. human. Yeah, you, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, everybody assumes that you're going to do good work and yes. they don't even really know what good work is. Nope. They want a trustworthy, friendly person to do that. That's what they want. They want to know that when they call you, Somebody's going to answer the phone, get them on the schedule, and send a nice person out to their house and get their job done. Right. That's it. 
That's all they want to know. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get as close to that looking as that as possible on the internet, you'll be good. And that's super important when it comes to like finding those customers <clears throat> who want will pay more is because that's what they want. Yeah. Where the other customer just wants to pay as little as possible. The other the other customer is looking yeah. for one truck chuck. They're looking for cheap companies. Yep. If you look like a cheap company, then you're going to attract cheap customers. Yeah. So it's not going to go very well for yeah. you. Yeah, not everybody is like looking for that really high quality work and experience. Like that's why they call like four or five different contractors to get somebody out there. Yeah. And then settle with their husband or their cousin from down the road. Yep. Who can come and do it for like 50 bucks. Yeah. And then it breaks and then, you know, they got to call the real person, but yeah. it's still a win in their book. Yeah. They're looking for one truck chuck, no van wraps, um, no smiley picture, no yeah. good looking guy. Yeah. Very few reviews. Everybody says he's fair priced. Yeah. That's who they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, they're looking for the quote unquote fair price <clears throat> guy. Yep. Mm. The good customers know better than to call that guy. Yeah. Well, they don't want to deal with the hassle. They see fair price and they're like, this guy's just a cheap plumber. Yeah. Like he's not gonna answer my phone. Yeah. He's gonna tell me he'll be there in a week or two. No, mm-hmm. I'm kid you not, we used to do this in, in my first business. Mm-hmm. We'd have a list of customers. Mm-hmm. And on days where we didn't have anybody to go to, like our uh, our insurance jobs, mm. we would just start calling customers. Hey, we got an opening. Do you guys want to get this done now? Mm-hmm. Dude, people would wait weeks, months. Mm. Super weird. Hmm. And we it, would just call them and be like, you ready? And they'd be like, no, I got to work today. And we'd yeah. be like, okay, we'll call you next time. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah. Nobody ever left his reviews. Yeah. I think yeah. that company to this day still has like 10 reviews. Oh, on wow. Google. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't ask for them, you're not going to get them. No. And that's the other thing. A lot of plumbers are are afraid to like put themselves out there. They're afraid to ask mm. for reviews. Yeah. What if they get a bad review? Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> if you get a bad review, then fix it. Sure. Like if you did something that deserved mm. a bad review, then fix it. Right. If the review is about how high priced you were, leave it on there. Right. Because sure. I don't know about you, but when I go to Google... Mm-hmm. And I'm finding a company. I go to the reviews and I go to the lowest ones mm. and I look at the one star reviews. Mm. And if they're about bad service, bad quality, I don't poor call experience. poor experience. I don't call that company. Right. If they're like, these guys, their prices are so high, but they they did really good at this. They called me right away. Right. The technician was super friendly, but the prices are just so high. Mm. It's ridiculous. I'm calling them. Right. Because I know, because I'm yeah, like, cool, they're, they're going to take yeah. care of me. Yep. Because I'm one of those customers that doesn't care about price. Mm-hmm. I care about, I want them at my house as soon as possible. Yeah, you just want the thing to be done with. I want it. I want them to show up the second I call them. I want mm. them to poof wherever I am, mm-hmm. fix my problem, and poof away. Mm-hmm. So the faster you can get to mm. that, or the closer you can get to like being the magic genie that they call yeah. and their plumbing problems are fixed, the more they're going to be willing to pay you. Yeah, because that problem that you're experiencing is just slowing your current momentum and whatever you're doing. Yeah. And that is super destructive to your current yeah. life and your position. Yeah, good customers are very busy. Mm. They have jobs. They have kids. They have to make dinner. Mm-hmm. They have to make a grocery list. They have to pick up their kids from soccer. They mm-hmm. have to take their other kids to baseball. Mm-hmm. They have to go to gymnastics on the weekend, mm, mm-hmm. and they just want somebody to show up and fix their thing and get out of there. Yep. 
and they're willing to pay you three times more than the other guy if you yeah. just get there really quick, yeah. get the thing fixed, fix it right the first time, yep. super easy to deal with, bill them on the spot, and then split. Yep. And if you just keep in contact with that customer, next time they have a problem, they'll oh, call you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll call you for sure. They'll call you, you every time. The thing is, is you've already proved a good experience. <clears throat> you've already done that thing once, yeah. and so why would they call anybody else? No. No, that's fine. Yeah. Because again, like the customer isn't looking for options and trying to optimize this experience. Once they have a good experience, they'll say, cool, I found my guy. Yep. It's just how it is. It's so weird how customers want to, oh, I I have my plumber. Yeah. They have their plumber, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I just, I call these guys. Mm -hmm. It's, that's my plumber. Mm -hmm. The second you piss them off or the second you don't offer a good service, then they go find another plumber. Yeah, they fire you real quick. Yeah. Mm. And so that's where, like, that's where the opportunity is in these, in these uh, sure. towns, right? Even if there mm-hmm. is a big shop charging a lot, doing mm-hmm. really good service, they don't offer good service every single time. Yep, they and they have mistakes. that one moment where they, the plumbing company, for whatever reason, dropped the ball and they yep. lost a customer, yep. but they're still looking for a good service. Yep. And that's where you can come in and have that customer. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Especially if you're advertising. Especially if you're advertising. Yeah. Okay, um, next, if I was this guy, I would probably at least go get my social media profiles. I mm-hmm. would at least get Facebook and Instagram. I would at least like go back on Upwork or 99designs and get mm-hmm. my Facebook header designed mm-hmm. with my logo and my phone number. And then I would at least go on Canva and look up like review posts and turn some of my reviews that I have mm-hmm. into posts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I would post pictures of myself as well, my right. face. Right. Like the same picture you put on your GMB, put it on your Facebook. Yep. That way you look legit, right? Mm-hmm. Get it like 10 posts going. Yeah, you just start to have a history of existence. Yeah. Which again is all communicating value. Yeah. If somebody sees you have reviews on Google and then they go to your Facebook and there's like nothing on there, or they can scroll the end in like a second, like there's only two posts, they're yeah. going to be like, ah, oh, this guy hasn't been in business for Yeah, long. yeah. This guy hasn't checked all the boxes that I'm used to yeah. for businesses who are legit. Yeah. And it's, and they're going to be like, eh, I don't know if they're going to take care of me. Right. And they're going to maybe go look at a couple more. Mm. And if they have a better Facebook experience. Which honestly could be, they just scrolled longer. Yeah, it could like, be. They could just be like, oh, this guy is just like super young in the business. There's nothing yeah. going on here. Or if they go on there and they're like, oh, these guys haven't been active on Facebook in like six months. They are, th- yeah. the customer's thinking to themselves, are they even still in business? Yeah. How come they're not posting on social media? Mm-hmm. That's weird, hmm. right? So it's important. Um, next thing I would do is I would start hmm. doing some guerrilla marketing. So uh, me personally, I would post on Facebook. My personal Facebook, hmm. I would just... Make sure everybody knew I'm taking service work. Mm. I'd say, hey guys, I've been in business for a minute. How long has this guy been in business? Mm, he's just he's like five months in. Five months in. I'd say, hey guys, I'm five months in. I'm switching to service work. Yeah. I'm work I'm taking work in your home. If you have plumbing in your home that you need repaired, I'm your guy. I got you covered. And I would, if you don't have any Facebook friends like I did, I would go add as many Facebook friends yep. as I could every single day. Facebook limits you on how many friends you can add. I would go add as many as I can. <clears throat> Start with your mom's friends, your dad's friends, your uncle's friends, mm. your grandma's friends, your grandpa's friends, your brother's friends, your sister's friends. Mm-hmm. Start adding them on Facebook mm-hmm. and then just keep posting. Yeah. Hey guys, 
I'm in business. Need some help. Give me a call. Then call up your mom and your dad and your uncle and your brother and your aunt and your grandma and your grandpa and all your friends and mm-hmm. say, hey, go share my post. Yeah. And then you will get some work from that, yeah. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so all these things that you've described, like, could you do these in like a weekend? Uh, you could get close, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. cool. If you just buckled down and got yeah, after it. buckle down, get after it, take you. You could get it done on a week easy. Yeah, right? gotcha. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah, so the turnaround is potentially not that long to no. pivot in the right direction. No, as long as you get after it. Yeah, sure. That's, I mean, that's it. Get after it. I think get, getting after it comes into believing that it'll actually work. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually I, looking at the concepts and be like, I, I, I'm just going to do the things. Yep. Okay. I'm going to give you a little secret though. Oh, dang. If I was this guy mm-hmm. I, and I had, I was in new construction or remodel work, I would cut that out instantly. Really? You would just like, you just call the your builder or your general contractor up and be like, I quit. I would burn the ships. Oh, yeah. I would go Screw all it. in on residential service. What if you're in a small market and these guys are like your friends and you see them around town yep. and they'll get pissed at you? They'll understand later when you're a millionaire and they're not. Mm. They'll be like, that guy knew what he was doing. Yeah. He's smarter than all of us. Here I was thinking he was crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's literally <laughs> It'll give that's you motivation. your life, Jared. It'll give you motivation, <laughs> right? You sure. Can, Actually, that's a does, good point. Um, we got a guy in our course, Zach Johnson. He would say, humble the people that doubted you. <laughs> I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would do that because yeah, you just hard pivot. I would because then I would be so motivated to make this thing work. Yeah, you would you would and I mean like putting I, yourself in a position like that, there's a lot of power in tons of power. Because then you have to do it. There isn't any backup plan. <laughs> no, uh-uh. I, yeah. Then you would immediately get to work. Yeah. And your time would be free to get to work. Yeah, true. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, have to finish up this or finish up this. Yeah. And it would feel scary, but then that would, again, motivate you even more so Correct. to lean into what we're telling you to do. Heck yeah. Mm. So the other thing I would do is I would search for B&I groups. Yeah. B&I groups, Chamber of Commerce what groups. What does that mean, B&I? Mm, business networking something. Yeah. Each, um, each what? Each city, county typically have them or something? Yeah. 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 And you can go get involved, and then you can... Other contractors will refer you out. Gotcha. The other thing you can do is go on Facebook, go to your like local town or county Facebook group, mm. get in there and just start providing value. Yeah, that that yeah, that's actually huge. So rather than selling in there, just go in there and provide value. So grab your phone next time you're at a job and just go, hey guys, I wanted to show you something that fails and what you can do about it. And just mm. teach real quick. Mm-hmm. Teach. Film a video. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't going to do this because it's super awkward and you're going to suck at it. And you're going to say, this is stupid. I'm <clears> not going to do this. If, But it's so effective. Mm. And if you can get over yourself and you want to be successful bad enough, you'll do the crap that nobody else is willing to do. That's yeah. what's going to make you successful. Yeah. And again, you're not, like with that, you're not trying to like get paid by YouTube because you blow up as an influencer. No. That's not your goal. <clears throat> no. You're grabbing a phone and you're making an honest video Providing value for other homeowners in the group, mm-hmm. reminding them about things, teaching them something. Mm. And then at the very end, you're going, hey, if you guys need help with anything, make sure and give me a call. Yeah. And that's, that's important it. too. At the end, just put that call to action. But do a, I would, in this instance, I would do a really soft call to action like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> that will get you work as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was one more I was thinking of. As far as getting work? Yeah. I mean, other than a, like, oh, Dude, go to your construction companies, mm. other plumbing construction companies, and say, hey, I have a service company. 
if you ever get any service calls, mm -hmm. would you mind throwing them my way? Yeah. I'm sure you guys get calls for service and you guys mm -hmm. don't do service. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you would love to send those customers yeah. to somebody who's going to take care of them. I'm really good. I take care of all my customers and I would love it mm. if I could get some referrals from you. Mm -hmm. Walk into their office with a box of cookies oh, yeah. and a stack of business cards. Yeah. I just ask that question. Mm -hmm. And then go visit them once a month or mm -hmm. every other month. Yeah, just, yeah. And, can, yeah, cause you, yeah. and you will get work that way, right? Mm -hmm. All these things are super easy, just and they all, they take effort on your part, mm -hmm. very little cost, mm -hmm. very little cost to go. Effort and time, effort and time, but they will get you work. Yeah, and again, when you're priced properly, you don't need as much work as you think. No, to to like go from this twenty k per month, barely making it, to actually having profit margins. Yeah, if you're five hundred bucks an hour, which everybody needs to be over four hundred, mm -hmm. most people are closer to five. Mm -hmm. If you're in California, New York, those kind of areas, more expensive areas to live. You need to be more expensive. Oh, real quick. Also, don't hide behind this idea that m my market, market X, is very unique. Nobody's market is unique. Because it's the same thing. Well, t why? Why isn't there a super unique, special unicorn market? <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> listen to what you just said. Oh, come this on. sounds silly, right? Well. Now, my market is different than everybody else's. In the yeah, my people are different. The landscape's different. Everything's closed or everything's really far apart. Yep, or that just does, that works. That works everywhere else in the United States, but not here. True. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Come on, it's true, like, though. You cannot think of a good reason why it doesn't work here. Well, because everybody's cheap around here. <laughs> That's every market on the planet. Well, my market more than theirs. That's my market up in Fairbanks, Alaska. <laughs> true. That's a huge DIY market, right? Yeah. There's still customers there that want to pay us good money to fix their plumbing. Yeah. The advertising principles are the same. Everything is the same. Yeah. I don't care where you're at, this works. Yeah, and at the same, like, you know, because, like, talk to guys... And this typically happens really like whenever I talk to a guy from New York, it's always like my market's super unique. And I'm like, okay, but at the end of the day, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you are solving plumbing problems. I mean, yeah. like we say on this podcast, you're exchanging. What you, you're doing is you're taking skilled labor and materials and you're reselling it to the customer. Yep. The way that you make money is understanding, well, how do I do this using math to make money? Yep. And then how do I get in front of people so they know I exist? It's the same principles. Oh, nobody will pay that though. That's not going rate. Right. It's like, it's the same arguments from all the yeah. unique markets. Everybody has the same argument. And there's no such thing as a unique market. The yeah. principles are all the same. Yeah. Yeah. When you're solving mm -hmm. the same problem everywhere, the same solution is going to work. Yes. And then if you're worried about going rate, going rate is just going broke. And here's the best way for you to think about it. Number one, <clears throat> Well, the best way, probably number one, is 96% of plumbing businesses are not profitable. Right. So going rate is not profitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Just, so yeah, the statistic, if you, yeah. If you want to be profitable, don't go with going rate. Yeah, or don't look at other companies <clears throat> around you. Because I hear Do this not. too, where it's like, well, this company, you know, they're doing really good and they got like 20 trucks on the road and they're charging 1100 bucks for a water heater. And I'm, you have no and, idea if that company's profitable. Yeah, and exactly. I'm like, well, have you seen their books? Yeah. Well, no, I just heard talk, like, but you didn't see their numbers. Nope. It's like, so how do you know? Yeah. And like, how do you know that once they sell an $1,100 water heater, there's not another thing that might make them profitable, like another angle that they have? You, you don't. Like, you just don't know the thing. So it's just that a weird That company could have been around for 
20 years. Mm -hmm. All their equipment is paid off. Their trucks are paid off. Their shop is paid off. And they're able to run at a much lower margin because all their crap is paid off. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah. You will go broke. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's... And And the thing with that company that's doing that, eventually they're going to have to buy new vehicles and new equipment. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't even think about that, but that's so obvious. Yeah. It's silly. And they they probably have to like pace themselves by having a really tight budget so that they can, okay, we got to buy a new van this year. Let's pace ourselves. Yeah. And then, because they don't want to touch that rate, because that's sort of the thing, right? Yep. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's silly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's silly. Yeah, okay. It's so, real silly. Yeah, so... Okay, second thing mm. to think about, going rate. Mm. Going rate is just a representation of, like, the average of what everybody else is charging, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like what is... Going rate is not a measurement of what the customer is willing to charge. Or willing to pay. Or willing to pay, yeah. right? If everybody's undercharging and you and going rate is everybody's charging roughly this, the going rate is means nothing. Yep. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And just to even the idea of like worrying about somebody else's business and what they're charging and just copying them with blind faith <laughs> that what they're doing is gonna yeah. be successful for you mm-hmm. is stupidity. Right. Well, because you don't understand what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. And that's and that's why it's stupid. The sooner you can admit to yourself, I have no clue what I'm doing. I right. should probably learn how to do this properly. And you mm. go out and you try to learn to do it properly. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so much better off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if do, I don't know if guys get prideful or I know for me it was like I didn't know <clears throat> I didn't know that there was a better way. Yeah, you just didn't didn't know. You just thought that everybody was doing the same thing because that was the thing. And it makes sense, right? Because if you look around and you see everybody's charging between 150 and 250 per hour, you say, well, all these people surely can't be wrong. Right. It just, like, it makes sense. Everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah, but But, a lot of them are. But also I'll say that most people are eating crappy food and they're all wrong. They are. Like you drive down and you see everybody in the McDonald's line and everybody knows that that's absolutely terrible for you, but all them people are doing it. Yep. Must be right, right? Yep. No, that's wrong. No. So it's like that. It's like how many Americans are obese? It's like, it's absolutely insane. It's an insane statistic. It's like like 60%, dude. So if you don't want to be obese, then don't do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So it's like just to say that, well, everybody else is doing it. So therefore that's the thing. It's like that. We all, know, it, we all know that it's a meaningless idea. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Yeah. It's just like going on some fad diet. If it worked for sure. 100 other people, um, even if it worked for them, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And you actually have... So it's like... I bring this up when talking about like influencers, like business influencers, like productivity hacks. Yeah. Like even like when Alex Ramosi is like, I just go into my closet and I just work for six hours. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I, it's like, cause what we want to do as people is we just want to emulate that. I actually have four days in one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I got four days in one day before you even get one day, you know, cause I just stack so like, this, cut this like super productive. Yeah. And the thing about that that I, just, I always bring up is I'm like, okay, first off, when people are telling that kind of information, they're making it for a reason. Yeah. Like they're making content. Yeah. The reality is, is like even Alex Shamozi probably has days where, and honestly, he's probably like, yeah, man. So I wake up at the same time. I'm pretty good at that. Yep. But then I have all these other little things that I do or may not do. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't, none of that works and I have to go for a walk first. Yeah. And so it's like, you have to like, you have to understand the machine so you know how to sort of adapt it to 
your brain and how you work. So that's a good a good thing to to say. If you don't know your numbers, like your own numbers, and if you're copying somebody's hour there, it's just because you don't know your own numbers. Mm, sure. And if you don't know like your cost of doing business mm-hmm. and how these other things relate to your the way like the way you run your business relates to the profitability of your business. Mm-hmm you will not be able to run a profitable business because yeah, you will yeah. have no idea how to affect profitability. Yeah. You will have no clue what to tweak to be profitable. Yeah, and honestly, you might not even be asking yourself that question. I'm thinking about the scenario where this guy's like, his before you know he started to understand his numbers and do all these things, he was yeah. doing all these different ideas. Yeah. I don't even think he was necessarily asking his question, will this affect my profitability? No. Because he was having... He's chasing money. Well, he's. I think he's chasing all these ideas of what this business, he wants the business to lend him security. Uh-huh. But he's not asking the prime questions like, will this actually increase my profitability? No, probably what happened is this guy quit his job, wanted, he thought if he billed out what his last boss was billing out, he would make tons of money and he would have way more freedom. Right. And then he got into it and he realized he doesn't make that much more money and he has zero freedom. And kind of when you, and tell me what you think about this, because you know better than me, but it seems like when you go out and you start your business, it just becomes a fire hose of like, yeah. wait, I have to talk to who about what and what paperwork do I need and what's the legality it, of this? Well, it becomes a, it seems really simple at first. Like when I first started and I got like my first job, it was a $14,000 boiler job. Mm-hmm. And I spent a week on it, and I was going and getting sandwiches for lunch and coffee for lunch. And you're like ultimate freedom. Ultimate freedom. I was like, this is so cool. Like it was super awesome. But what happened is I was cheap, and um, I was good at doing guerrilla marketing. And all of a sudden, I got flooded. Mm-hmm. Like my phone was ringing off the hook. I couldn't. I could not keep up. And it quickly turned into a giant headache that mm. no matter, I would go work. And if I didn't work a ton, I wouldn't make enough money. Mm. And so it was like, oh, I just need to go do more work. I never thought about raising my prices. Yeah. Ever. Was, yeah, sure. Uh, well, you're just so I, busy. You didn't have no I, mind space for I it. I thought about it. And honestly, I had a, there was a, one of my dad's good friends owns an electrical contracting business. And he was like, if you're too busy, raise your rates. <laughs> Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd raise them 10 bucks. Yeah. I'd go from 120 to 130. And then You'd I would be like, whew. And then I went from 130 to 140. And I'm like, nobody's going to pay 140. I'm not. And I didn't believe I was worth it. Mm. That's the thing. Hmm. Um, I didn't believe plumbers were worth 140 even. And you were probably thinking of that like, you were like, you were, were you imagining that like 140 bucks per hour on the check? Like, is that was like the yeah. perspective that you yeah. had? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But it doesn't work out that way. No, that's not how no. it is. What's funny is I saw this guy like, mm, I'll say about two years into my business. Mm-hmm. I think at the time we were like $494 an hour. And he was like, hey, I see your trucks all over the road. And he's been like a two-man business his whole life. Yeah. And I said, yeah, we're doing pretty good. And he goes, what are you charging an hour? And I said, um, so yeah. I said, 494 He goes, holy cow. And I said, yeah, we're super busy. He goes, hey. You're busy. Raise your rates. <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's so still, funny. That he it was told super you that. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Totally true, though. Yeah. 
hundred percent true. Yeah. Like why? Like yeah. just leave money on the table. Okay, that's a good point because I talked to a guy just recently, and he's like, "I'm super busy," and he's asking me like for advice on the call. He's like, "I'm super busy. Um, should I hire somebody?" And I was like, "What do you try? Like, should I hire somebody or should I figure out my numbers first? Figure out your numbers first. Yeah. Likely you need to raise your rates. He did because he hadn't figured out his numbers. He was at like one fifty per hour, and then hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I would play the game of growing once. Once I knew my numbers were dialed in and I could make a profit, I would play the game of getting more plumbers. Yeah. So that you can do more work. Yeah. Um, once I was like at a happy place for the amount of plumbers I had and I liked my business <laughs> and I still got too much work, then I would start playing the price game. Yeah. Then I would go, okay, let's go a little higher. Mm. See if we can get 40% profit, 50%. Right. I mean, just keep going until you're not too busy. Right. And then if you get unbusy, well, lower them a little bit and yeah. do a little more marketing and there you go. Hmm. Easy peasy. Okay, homeboy's going to start getting busy. Yeah, because okay. he's doing a bunch of stuff. Doing yeah. a bunch of stuff, knows mm -hmm. his rates. Next move he needs to make, as soon as he's got the cash, he needs to go rebrand, hire a marketing company. Yeah. Um, they'll help him get his online presence going. They'll help him get him pay-per-click going. Mm -hmm. All that good stuff. They'll make sure all the good stuff's going, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and then once he's, once he's got his marketing foundation in place, then he needs to start hiring guys. Mm. Um, once you're too, once you're, once you're busy, hire a guy. Once you and him are busy, hire another guy. Hire a CSR first though. True that. Don't forget that part. Yeah. The second, the second your phone is ringing, the second you can book one to two jobs a day, hire a CSR because you can, if your rates are right, your average ticket shouldn't be below a thousand bucks. And if you're going to two jobs a day and you're billing out at least a thousand bucks, 20 days a month, that's 40K a month. If it's just you in your van, you've kept your expenses minimal, mm. you can afford to hire a CSR and pay her five grand a month. Yeah. And now you're making 35K. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're spending five or ten k on ads. Mm -hmm. You still got plenty enough left over. Right. She's gonna make it. So then you, instead of going to one to two jobs a day, you're now gonna be going to three jobs a day. Yep. And you're gonna make sixty k a month. Right. And she can do cool things like she can call on unsold estimates. Yeah. She can she can keep your AR report in check, oh, yeah. which just means she's calling on anybody who couldn't pay at time of service or yeah. they lapsed on their membership. Like, yeah. She can do, and she can triage your schedule. Yeah. Like she can do so she, many things that yeah. will make you more money. Yep. Like if you know, if you know how yeah. to train her and give her a good idea of what the scope of her work is. There's a call script in our playbook. Just go get it and follow the call script. Mm -hmm. And then make, sh hire somebody good enough that they're going to follow the call script. Yeah. And if you do that, man, you'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. It'll help you out immensely. And it'll just help your brain. You'll, it's, it's a hat that takes so much of your brain space, yep. but it's probably the easiest one to get rid of. Yep. And then you can just do work for a while. Correct. Yeah. Correct, Amundo. Yes. Yeah, so, so hire then, a CSR. Then it's just a matter of you get busy, hire guys. And honestly, if you hire guy number two, right, mm -hmm. and you're still in the truck and you're busy, you're if you're halfway busy, just hire another guy. Just hire all three guys and get out of the truck. If you're priced right at three guys, you'll get out of the truck. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing. 
start and just enjoy it day one. Be like, yeah. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's I mean, such a good time in your life. Yeah. Um, Dude, yeah. Cause some guys will wait <clears throat> in their minds. They might be waiting decades for that. Oh yeah. But it doesn't take that long. No, no. I mean, if you do the things like we say, yeah, you'll get there quick. I yeah. got there in six months. Yeah. I was out of the track. It's amazing. I think guys, like I just know guys who, when I hear that or when I tell them that they're like, dude, that would be a dream. I know lots of people who have done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Six months out of the truck. Mm-hmm. No problem. Push on marketing, do a good job, ask for reviews, put the proper pieces in place like we mm-hmm. just talked about and you will get there. Mm. I promise. Don't be afraid to charge a lot for your work. Mm. You will get there. Yeah. Invest in marketing. Yep. Believe in yourself. Believe, Believe in yourself in, that you can actually do this. Believe in yourself. That you actually go at it with yeah. a fire like nothing else. Yeah. And you'll you'll get it. I mean, like, what do you say? You say like, what's I, I don't know how you say this or if it's a quote, but you talk about like the people who succeed. It's almost like the people who succeed are the people who just keep going. Yeah. People who fail are quitters. <laughs> yeah. It's is really what it is. It's mm. like successful people, they and I probably stole some of this from Hormozy is they, like he says, they do the boring stuff yeah. long enough, yeah, <laughs> right, to be successful. Yeah, the and I would say it's not necessarily just the boring stuff, but the people who are just are committed to being successful mm. and they don't stop, yeah, no matter what happens, yeah, and they keep pushing towards being successful, yeah, they're gonna make it. Yeah, the ones who come on hard times. Mm and quit, those are the ones who fail, yep. right? The difference between successful people and and non-successful people is the successful people went after it with a fire, mm-hmm. and they didn't they didn't take failure as an option. Yeah, or when they, well, when they experienced failure, it wasn't this, like, hit to their ego so much that they didn't recover. It was a, huh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. How can I avoid this in the future? Yeah. What can I do better? Yeah. Let's do this again. Yeah, like... Failure isn't an indication of, oh, you're just not cut out for this. No. Or this isn't right for you. Failure is just an indication that you misunderstood something and you need to gain more understanding. Yeah. You've seen it as growing, like growing, uh, you know, I mean, you probably, you saw it growing Plum Social. Mm-hmm. You saw it growing our coaching program, Wealthy Plumber. Mm-hmm. We fail every day. Yeah. It's every single day we're yep. constantly going. Yep. Man, that was dumb. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah the game is just like, huh, let's, what do we what do we do now? Yeah. Oh, that oh, what? We blew a hundred grand on Facebook ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, rut row. Uh oh. <laughs> we gotta do something uh, yeah. and like make changes and keep on keeping on. Yeah. Oh, we gotta pivot. Yeah. Oh, this oh, this got a little sketchy here. Oh yeah. crap. Yeah. Um, but we didn't just give up, right? We no, just, it was never even in our brains. We kept going. Like, we pivot. We, we learn from our mistakes. We keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you build a successful business. Yeah. You stick at it long enough and just keep going at it. And like always remember that like building a business is so much about you becoming something that you're not oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. And guys, that is the best part about it. Oh, yeah. Like, like I was just thinking about it, like even in the gym this morning, like I appreciate so much that I enjoy the suffering of working out. Because it just makes me a better student. I hate suffering. You know that. Oh, yeah. No, whatever. You love suffering. You just use different terminology for it. I hate the lingo of suffering. Like, oh, I'm just going to suffer through this. Yeah, but I think think what I think when we talk about suffering is like there's so much to be gained. I think you should switch your perspective. Mm. I don't like having the perspective of suffering. Oh, I'm suffering. Sure. I like having the perspective of I get to do this. 
Mm. I'm healthy enough to where I can go to the gym sure. and lift this heavy thing and build stronger muscles. Mm. Like what a gift that is. Mm. That's the mindset that I would rather be in. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, uh, and, and I we have this conversation. Yeah. I just don't hold suffering doesn't have a negative connotation in my brain. Like suffering is just the thing that happens when you're doing hard stuff and it hurts. Yeah, but it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And so it's not suffering. Yeah, I mean, I guess like I guess the definition guess su- of suffering is this is where we is are, that yeah. it's not good, right? Yeah. Well, is it? <laughs> I think so. Like I don't know, we'd have to this is Yeah, we could have this conversation Yeah, forever. well cuz there's like my point is that like like who I am now is different than who I was. Yeah. And I just appreciate being able to like go to the gym. And then when my trainer's like, do this stuff, I'm like, okay. And then I just do it until it hurts. I'm like, how was that? I was like, yeah, it sucked. It hurt. Yeah. And they're like, cool. And then I'm like, what's next? I'm like, I don't complain. I'm not here to really have a conversation. Yeah. Like I'm just here to do the work. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. And I know that they appreciate it and I'm going to get way more out of it. Yep. And so like and it builds discipline. Yeah. And like when you're building your business, like these little skills, like, man, like, Dude, don't be complaining about this. Like, just appreciate it. You're going to suck at everything. Yes. You're not going to know how to use a Google sheet. Yeah. Google Docs is going to be a whole new yep. world. Jerry's you're going to yell at you. Google you drives know. and folders. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're going to, you're going to be a mess. Computers. Ah. You're going to be a disaster. And then it's going to cause problems. And you're going to be like, <laughs> I got to figure out how to yeah. stay organized. Yeah. You're going to get employees and you're going to learn how terrible of a leader you are. Mm. You're going to realize you're a crappy communicator. These are all things I learned. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you're you're going to realize you maybe you have some anger issues. Yeah. Um, and you need to learn to chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to learn I so you're going to learn so many like just character faults yeah. that you have that are, you're going to have to fix. Yep. You're gonna have to become a better person. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Dan, one of Dan Martell's uh, things the other day. He said he was talking about money, right? Mm. <clears throat> and it was like everybody wants to go make more money, right? And he said people will argue with him. No, no, no. I I don't care about money. He goes, yes, you do. <laughs> if you didn't have any money, sure, would that suck? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. It's like okay, you care about money, yeah. right? Because if you had none, mm-hmm. you would hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, mm. if you're thinking about building a business, if you don't want more money, well then you can build a business and give all the money away. Right. It's, it's less about the money when you're building mm. the business and more about the person you get to become because in order to build a business, the bigger the business, right? you have to become the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the fun part. It's, I like to say it's about the journey, man. Yeah. But it, it is. As dumb as that is, it really is. Yeah, it really is because you don't know the destination. You just have to try your hardest to be the best version of yourself along yeah. the way. And then yeah. constantly learning from your failures. Yeah. And then what happens is if you diligently and consistently apply yourself to that practice, yeah. you will more than likely have a good business at the end of the day. No, you will. Yeah. You will. You'll succeed. Yeah, because you, you keep that Yeah, because that person it. would not look mm-hmm. at failure as an acceptable outcome. No. So I will say, as you're building your business, um, it's a like I just said, it's about the journey, but enjoy mm. it while sure. you can because yeah. it's fun. Like it, yeah. it's it can have miserable points. It has its up and ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I will go, I will forever go back to is that I had a ton of fun doing that, right. and I still have fun doing what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. And that's reason enough for me to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's character building. I learn new things. Mm-hmm. We're becoming better people. Mm-hmm. I get better people around me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so enjoy it. Because that's, I mean, that's what life's all about. 
Yeah, guys, you guys are doing a cool thing. Super like, cool. Like you're you're providing a need that is you're providing a providing a service that is needed. You're providing a service that is needed and in doing so you get to provide mm. a paycheck for families. Yeah, sure. You get to provide a decent place for someone to work. Yep. Um you also get to make money and then you can use that money to do good in the world mm. or provide more people with more paychecks, more right. people with more opportunity. Mm-hmm. The more you grow in your business, the more opportunities you're going to have hmm. to do cooler and better things. Mm-hmm. So don't stop. Yep. The idea of I'm going to grow my plumbing business, I'm going to get it to where it makes me a million bucks a year or 500000 a year, mm. and then I'm going to stop and go live on a beach somewhere, mm. you're going to be miserable. Yep. Yeah, because it's going to be a total like lane shift from what you just experienced doing that. Yeah. And you're going to probably be bored. and You're going to be bored, and you're going to want to be back there mm-hmm. doing something else. Or you're going to want to build something else. You're going to want to tinker yep. in some other area very quickly. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, man. Cool, dude. Thanks. Okay. All right. <laughs> Later, Holmes. <laughs>